Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. A barbecue caterer pauses his business during COVID to make barbecue sauce during a time when he can't work events. The first one was called Smooth Operator. It's just a mild barbecue sauce. And then I have a spicy version of that called Steam Heat. And then I started getting into fermenting some hot sauces. How it's going, how he finds time, and what he has to do to make sure that his business is a legitimate one. This is a podcast about food in and around Philadelphia. That's a quick, delicious, flavorful bite. It was really hard for me to get into it. Stories from behind the kitchen. This is a wood-burning oven from Italy. It is intense. And hear about quirky stuff, too. Eat a pint of ice cream as quickly as you can, and then resume the 5K. This is What's Cooking on KYW. I'm Hadaf Kuznets with John Alf, who is in the catering business, but, you know, COVID takes a hit, so a lot of people are struggling. What has COVID been like for you and your business? Oh, it's been pretty devastating to the catering end. Once the pandemic hit last year, all my catering events canceled or postponed to, like, a year from then. This is like a topic that's a lot more even dire than the restaurants, right? Yeah, I'm actually very fortunate compared to my friends who own restaurants because like I rent a kitchen, a commercial kitchen to work out of and I'm licensed like a food truck. And so if I'm not at the kitchen, I'm not paying rent. Whereas all my restaurant friends have rent to pay regardless if anybody's eating at their restaurant. But also if you're not at the kitchen, you're not getting paid. Exactly. So I have worked out a way where with my schedule and coordinating with my wife's schedule and our kids and our family and stuff, I can go to my kitchen and start making sauces and bottling hot sauces and barbecue sauces and doing that at night. And then I make deliveries usually one day a week to the different retail locations where my product is being sold. So your new sauces are called? The first one was called Smooth Operator. It's just a mild barbecue sauce. And then I have a, a spicy version of that called Steam Heat. And then I started getting into fermenting some hot sauces. So I have a Crazy Train, which is peppers fermented with salt, just really high quality ingredients 
simple. And then I started playing on that with adding different flavors like garlic. And I have one that's uh, with honey from a local farm that I work with. And I have some more flavors coming as well. When did you realize that, okay, I better do something and this is the business? Pretty, the new business. Yeah, pretty early on, it was uh, it was just like, all right, well, everybody's canceling and we have no idea when, based on the state's restrictions, when we're going to be allowed to have gatherings again. So I pretty quickly tried to get the process going of getting, you had to send your sauces to make them shelf stable. You had to send them to a food lab, get that process approved, and they run all the tests for pH, etc. And so once you get through that process, then you send that paperwork to the Department of Agriculture and then they approve you to actually sell the sauce. So how long did it take you from conception to like approval? So I had already been making this, the barbecue sauces for my catering business. So I had those recipes developed and then I sent them to Cornell Food Lab in New York and they do all the approvals for my products. And once I sent them the products, it took several months because they weren't actually in the lab doing the work. So it took several months. I sent them in in March or April and I wasn't approved by the Department of Agriculture in Pennsylvania until September. So COVID really is slowing everybody down. Yeah, it's getting, it's getting much better. I've sent some products in in December, and they just got approved. So, I mean, it's definitely a faster turnaround now that we're getting adjusted to the new restrictions and normal, and people are starting to go back into work and stuff. Does getting approval from the health department, all that, that must help you with business? Absolutely. One of the first questions retail locations will ask you is they want to make sure that you're doing this legitimately and not just cooking it up in your kitchen and then putting your own labels on. So that's definitely been... One one of the hurdles you have to overcome because you need to wait for it's mainly just putting in all the paperwork and waiting for them to approve you so if you have your paperwork then you can be in stores yes absolutely once you get all your labels and everything approved i have nutritional facts on there that all has to be approved by the department of agriculture and then if you want to sell it across state lines like on a website you have to register with the fda as well so people that are doing stuff in their kitchens they're basically just selling it off their instagram and that's it they can't really do other stuff I have seen some people doing that. I, I mean... It, I know you don't want to throw anybody under the bus. No, absolutely. But I, I mean, a lot of places start... Like, I know some people who have started bakeries the same way out of their home kitchens. And you used to be allowed to do it. And as long as you're doing it in a safe way, I guess. But, I mean, all... At your own risk, right? Yeah, exactly. And you're limited by who's going to buy it and put it on their shelves. But if you have the paperwork, then you can sell it to stores. Absolutely. So, you know, another part of this COVID story is that, you know, you're a working dad. Yeah, exactly. So it's, I mean, I've always been a working dad. So it's like I was always balancing my catering business around the family. And, and that's always been the way I've worked my business around my family life. But being an entrepreneur, you have to be self-motivated. I mean, I guess with catering anyway, but you with the catering event, you're like, okay, this is my time. How do you manage that? It's just, it's a lot of late nights. So that my kids will be in bed by eight and then I'm bottling hot sauce at my kitchen until two, sometimes three in the morning, depending. I've been getting faster, but at the same time, I've been selling more. So the batch sizes have been getting bigger. So it's still about the same amount of time in the kitchen. Is there a big demand for hot sauces during COVID? I was surprised. I started selling them in October. October, and then gearing up towards the holidays, I started doing gift boxes, like three packs of you can mix and match some of the different flavors. And I was really surprised at how well they were selling. So I was selling them online and then I got into a few retail locations and now I'm in 12 locations on shelves. So you come to Philly a lot, right? To drop them off, to sell them? 
Yeah, and I actually I have a lot of relationships in Philly because I was a chef down here before we moved out to the Phoenixville area. How often do you come into the city to make deliveries? At least once a week and usually twice a week. What have you learned through COVID? I've just learned that, so one thing that I've really noticed, I guess, is that people are paying a lot more attention to where their food is coming from, especially because there was a lot of shortages, like you go into the grocery store and there wouldn't be meat. But I had these relationships. I was lucky with the farms that I was working with. And so my business is really centered around showcasing local ingredients from farmers and local producers such as myself. And it's been really great to see people paying more attention to where their food is coming from and what's going into it. What habits do you think are going to stick after COVID ends or after people realize what new normal is? I guess it'll be interesting to see if everybody keeps baking their own bread. (laughs) I'm hoping that people will keep paying attention to where their food's coming from and asking the questions and what's going into it and getting more away from factory farming and more sourcing locally and more coming together as a community to help those in need because I've seen a lot of my friends in restaurants who aren't even sure if they're going to stay open. Open, but they're still giving away meals and feeding healthcare workers. And it's just been really great to see that the community come together like that. And have you seen that people care about like, oh, this is a local product. Oh, this is a local condiment. You live in Phoenixville. You're dropping off in Philly. Do people care about that? Absolutely. I started my business selling barbecue pork and brisket sandwiches at the Phoenixville Farmer's Market. And so I've always had that sort of relationship with people who were really caring about where their food was coming from. And now it's just transitioned into people wanting to have products on their shelves that they can say, oh, I know, I know John, he's from Phoenixville and I know what he puts in his product. I like, I have a relationship with him rather than just ordering from the big guys. Is it enough to sustain yourself? How is COVID business? It's, that's a tough question because I'm, I'm in a fortunate position compared to my other restaurant friends, like I said, where if I'm not working, then I'm not making money, but I'm not really losing as much money as some of my friends. Right, because you're not paying rent. Yeah, so I'm I I'm in a position where I can sort of wait this out, but it's I'm really worried about what's going to happen to a lot of the restaurants. We've already seen, I have friends who have had to close down. And is the catering business in the same boat? The catering's a tough one because I have friends who are, who are in the catering world who are still getting caught out to catering jobs and... You can't really have a lot of people though. You can't have big gatherings. Yeah, the it's definitely taken a big hit and people aren't comfortable having the events and I, I don't know how many people are comfortable catering the events when people are still having them. Right, because you're kind of like doing it under the radar at people's houses and stuff. Yeah, like you say that you're going to have an outdoor event and then you get there and it's an air-conditioned tent. I mean, that's not ideal. That's, that raises a lot of, I guess, moral questions. I don't know. Like, like, what do you do in a health questions? What do you do in this situation? What would you do? I, I have not taken any catering jobs since COVID started. And um, I'm not sure what I would do if I got to a scene, uh, an event like that. Drop it off and leave? I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's really tough. You had to... Luckily, my wife's an attorney, so we're working on some wording for our catering contracts. So you're not liable. Well, I just want to make sure that if I go somewhere that everybody is following the state mandates and guidelines. And I don't want to be in a position where I have to feel uncomfortable. 
Yeah. So you're making barbecue sauce and mustard. Tell me about your like your whole line. Okay, so it started with the barbecue sauces, the mild and the spicy. Both I use as many local ingredients as possible. So I have a relationship with a company called First Field, and they are a great tomato company in New Jersey, and they source all their tomatoes from local farms, fresh Jersey tomatoes that they have relationships with and know how the tomatoes are grown. And then I started getting into fermenting peppers and making hot sauce. And then that just led to there's it seems like there's so many possibilities of different flavor combinations that you can put in hot sauce. And so I have, I think, nine products now that I'm selling with another one getting approved soon, which is a tomato sauce. I also have a fermented beer mustard that's really really been selling well what are we looking for on the label and where can we get them uh if you're in philadelphia i'm available at primal supply meats and riverwards produce and giordano's groceries has them on their online store you can get you can add them to your essential box from them and v marks the spot as a vegan spot down in south philly and south philly food co-op so those are the four or five locations in philadelphia and then if you're in the suburbs you can either on online directly from my website or which is uh vestabbq.com and you can also follow me on social media to see the new flavors and see basically the whole process i post videos and stuff of how everything's made and i post information about where my products are coming from at and that's at vesta underscore bbq on instagram Instagram and Facebook. And once you started posting the process, what's the reaction? It's really, it's really great because people, they really like to see, like I'll post a time-lapse video and so it looks like I'm making the hot sauce really fast and it's like getting buzzed up and then I'm milling it through a, like a fine strainer to get the texture that I want. And so it looks really cool when you speed it up and people have been really enjoying watching. They've actually been like messaging me, asking me for more videos. Little do they know you're up until two in the morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Plus shooting that video takes time. Yeah. I sort of like set the camera up and just like forget it's there sometimes. So I had to. That's cool. Yeah. What has been the best and worst part of being a business owner for you? Like a start sauces business the best part has been just obviously it's the same thing for me that it was with catering is just seeing people's reaction to tasting the products and really getting a feeling that like you have something special because the of the way they react and the worst part yeah, i guess is being when i uh, bite off more than i can chew and i think i can do a double batch in one night and then i'm there till three in the morning it's tough a lot you know we've seen this a lot you think there's more you know craft products out there because of covid absolutely some of the locations i'm at it's all artisan producers in one location like at farmer farmers markets and little stores and stuff yeah there's a little shop opening up near me and it's i guess Pottstown mailing address called red dog market and they're going to be focused primarily on providing products that are produced within a certain mile radius and so it's really great to see how many how much interest there is in that based on how many followers they're getting like right away so you can make your products in your own kitchen is that like technically like allowed or health department wise i know people that that do make the products at home i don't because i had the commercial kitchen that i was using for catering and it's just easier for me and especially with hot sauce my wife would not be happy if the whole house <laughs> smelled like hot sauce so you have a commercial kitchen that you go to that you rent yes that's in phoenixville i share a kitchen with uh green lion breads and it's a, a non-profit called Partners Creating Community. Sounds like you're part of like the sharing community. Or is this just how 
commercial kitchens go? My kitchen is definitely different than other. There's other kitchens that you can rent and you just pay by the hour and you go there and you may not know anybody like the other people that you're there with. My kitchen is definitely like I was brought in by somebody who already was there and said, oh, come check out our kitchen. Maybe it would be a good fit for you. And then it really like we've done catering events together and we've like uh, helped to promote each other's products and stuff like that. So it's more of a relationship. I wonder what kind of the future is. These kitchens are very much in demand. Absolutely. I I found that when I was first looking to find a place to do my catering out of back in 2018, that it's definitely hard to get in places, especially in the suburbs. I think there's more, there might be more locations opening in Philadelphia now because of people doing stuff like uh, pop-ups and things like that. What's going to save the industry? What do you need as a business owner? I think there needs to be some sort of response from the high, from the government and there needs to be some sort of help and bailout because... You can't expect restaurants to follow these state mandates and try to keep all these people employed because they don't want to lay them off and then operate at something like 25% capacity when it's cold in the wintertime. It's, it's not going to work like that. Yeah. So right now it's just you. Are you looking to scale up? Eventually I was. I had some people working with me when I was busy catering, like on a, I guess, like a contractor basis. And now that the catering's gone, it's it's just me for the time being. So again, people can get your products at certain stores in Philly, but also online at VestaBBQ.com. And there's a link on that page for our online store and I'll ship anywhere. Or we can organize for a pickup or I do deliveries in the area. So if you, if you want me to drop it off at your house, that's fine too, if, to save you the shipping costs. And, uh, you come into Philly once a month, once a week? Once a week in Philly. And also, if you check us out on social media and just message me on there and I can drop something off for you. Or, or I, you can see where our products are available and what's closest to you. Well, what, what are your goals, John? What would you like to see happen? Um, my goals, I've, I guess, would be get back to catering and have events again. But for the time being, I'm definitely enjoying making the sauces and playing around with different flavor combinations and really focusing on making a good quality product that's responsibly sourced. John Alf with Vesta Sauces. Thank you so much and good luck. Thank you so much. That's it for this episode of What's Cooking on KYW. You can follow the show and get other delicious tidbits on Instagram at Food in the 215. And follow me on Twitter and Facebook for more news and insights at Hadas Kuznets. If you have a food tip or feedback about the show, reach out. And please take a moment to help us by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes. It helps us to keep making the podcast and get it to new listeners. I'm Hadas Kuznets, and that's What's Cooking. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.